Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 634 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, Kim Saturday letting us know about how we love to come together and enjoy food as with a family or with a group of friends. And Krispy Kreme are at the heart of that. They've been doing some research, of course, Kim, you'll know from Love Island. And his little stint on MasterChef too. He's now co-owner on a restaurant, so he knows a thing or two about his food. We'll be talking all about that. We'll be hearing from Kim the Light Operatic Society about their forthcoming show on the 3rd of September. It is all that jazz at the Stairbridge Town all finding out what you can hear there we'll be having an atta with barbara stretch uh, she is part of a collective who are bringing some fantastic music to your ears and talking about brilliant music we've got uh, gareth from a singing duo gareth and Haley. they are normally out and about and are currently touring at loads of gigs around the Midlands, so we'll be hearing from them. Plus, we'll be talking to the Living Well team at Compton Care about what they do and how they, of course, as ever, need your help. That's all coming up on the show this week. Kimber Light Operatic Society are back on stage within the month, as on the 3rd of September, they're going to be wearing you with their voices and so much more. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Ricky Dell and Nina Best. Hello to you both. Hi. Hi, Jason. So, uh, first of all, give us some background. Who's got the history on Kimber Light Operatic? I mean, the society's been going for a number of years. We normally do a pantomime and a musical every year, but COVID's got in the way, so... Um, just to avoid a bit of risk and make rehearsals a bit easier, we're doing this concert. Uh, in September, early September. Um, and it's just really, it's been a way of getting all of our members together, um, which has been really lovely. And uh, yeah, we're all together, back together, singing and dancing together, so. Yeah, it's one big celebration, isn't it, after yeah. a couple of years that we've had. Absolutely, and a chance really to, to get uh, some funds into the coffers to make sure that the next big event can take place, which we know is in 2022. We'll come to that in a bit. But uh, obviously, uh, it's, it's all about bringing a, a group of talented people together to, to sing and dance. And there's I mean, a huge amount going on to get a show like this on stage, let alone something which has got a you know, hateful script and whatever else. This is uh, all about though, bringing some uh, brilliant music which is going to, to wow all your audience. Yeah, we've, um, we've got lots of um, great music from lots of musicals that people uh, recognise, like uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Les Mis, Mamma Mia, uh, Greatest Showman. Um, yeah, we've been doing rehearsals for a few months. Obviously, to start with, it was just the, the groups of six, and we were mm. learning songs in groups of six. But the last couple of weeks has allowed us to all get together a bit more um, easily and uh, yeah do you want to say anything else? No um, yeah so we've got songs from the West End musicals and also jukebox musicals so there's literally something there for everybody um, yeah everyone's going to have a brilliant time we are definitely going to have a brilliant time uh, <laughs> yeah it's going to be fantastic. And it's a chance to dress up a bit as well which I thought you haven't really had a chance to do recently. No no I mean it's just going to be great to have everyone on stage and uh, yeah and for people just to come and enjoy a night out at 
you know, I know it's not one show, but you're getting like all the shows for in one night. Yes, you, can, you, you haven't you haven't got that one that no one quite likes at the end of the you know, the middle of the second act, which is really a fill-out. No, that, that doesn't happen with any shows you do. I know that that's not the case. But uh, you've got absolutely all the biggest songs from a load of shows, all that jazz yeah. is the title of it. You're taking over the stage of the Stairbridge Town Hall. And I mean that in itself is it's gonna be a fantastic venue to play. Yeah, and we haven't as a society played at Stairbridge Town Hall before, so it's completely new for us. We normally play at um Kimber High school mm -hmm. so obviously it's a much bigger venue for us this time um so yeah we're really excited the ticket sales are, are going well um it's just exciting to play somewhere it, to be honest it's just exciting to get back on the stage <laughs> so what does 2022 hold what is in the uh, in the offering yes yeah, so in 2022 we have um sister act in may uh, that's gonna be at kimber um kimber high school um, we were supposed to do that in two, was it last 2020, year? 2020, yeah. and obviously because of COVID, we weren't able to do that. So we're doing that in, in May next year, and then Panto again um, December next year. So it's starting to get back on track, which is what counts. Yeah. And the, the important bit, though, is you can get hold of tickets for all that jazz, which is taking place on the 3rd of September. It is at Sturbridge Town Hall, and it's easy to get to, nice, sensible parking, and a fantastic venue to be able to sit back and enjoy uh, what's going to be a huge sound of people yeah, sort of belting it out from the stage like that, like they haven't been able to do for the last 18 months. They totally are going to be belt in. Yeah. We're off to a rehearsal in a minute, and uh, the sound that we're getting is absolutely tremendous. So how do we get hold of tickets? So you can either go to our website, which is kloss.co.uk, that has all the information there, has information about the, um, the concert, um, our future shows, you can join the mailing list there, um, or you can order tickets directly at ct.co.uk forward slash kloss, all that jazz. So you can get all the details, tickets, and get yourself along to what will be an absolutely awesome event and the start of things getting back to normal for Kimberly Light Operatic. Yeah, we can't, we can't wait. Can't wait, yeah. That's going to be absolutely brilliant. Ricky Dale and Nina Best, thank you both for joining us. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank you. Barbara Stretch has a brand new single out on the 20th of August. It is called Rosalind. And to tell us more, she joins me now. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. And you? Okay. I'm, 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 I'm very well, thank you. And I'm looking forward to finding out more about the music because it's not very often I get sent a song which is about a DNA researcher. <laughs> well, that's Martin for you. Martin Elsie. He is the tribes of Europe person. He's the he has that as a as his umbrella name for the music that he puts out, and he puts out a diverse um, type of music. Martin he writes the songs for me to sing. Actually, these the latest ones, which is very lucky for me. And he wanted to write a song that was about a, a sort of teenage crush for somebody mm. of the same sex. Uh, and he'd been reading Brenda Maddox's book about uh, Rosalind Franklin, which I actually haven't read. Um, I know a bit about Rosalind Franklin, but obviously not as much as Martin. And he kind of put the two, two together because that's how Martin writes songs. All of his songs have got a bit more going on than just the obvious theme.
When it comes down to, to performing them, obviously you, you get to uh, really immerse yourself in all of this as well. And I think that is probably the, the magic that you bring to it, isn't it? This is how you get involved in the, in the songs and, and live the music. Martin does a demo of them mm. and he'll sing the song. For, so I can hear and I'll get the lyrics and then then we we, we figure the key out that suits me best and then anybody write he write he writes with me in mind you can tell that really with you know the way I sing and stuff he he he's um so, so he 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 they're always very nice for me to sing because he's written them mm-hmm. for that reason. He knows you and he knows where to, to, to pitch a song to. Yeah. Give us a bit of, of your background and where you get to this point in your career. Well, I've been a musician for a long time, obviously. <laughs> I um, started out when I left university. I auditioned for and got a part in, in the... Got a, it joined the Vernons, which was the which was the second wave. The original Vernons girls were the ones that were very successful. It was put together by the same team. Mm-hmm. We were on a retainer. I mean, that's a magical thing. These days, nobody <laughs> gets to be on a retainer. It was incredible. Straight out of university, walk into that job. And we had a recording contract and stuff. And since then, I've I've worked in... I then started to work in the women's music scene in London, actually. First of all, as a singer in jam today that was the, the the big the big one and then i learned to play the bass and started to be bass player in in other bands and then there was a sort of fallow period when i bought this place up here with the studio because we have the, the studio so that's how we can put these songs together because we've got our own recording studio mm-hmm. and my husband is a sound engineer and a bass player and um uh, and uh, I had a bit of a fallow period when I was working in London and, and commuting and didn't do very much music. And Martin didn't know for a long time that I could do anything like that. And he heard me singing on a, another, in another, a song on another band album and thought, whoa, you know, I like her voice. So let's see if I can work with her, which is how that's happened. And when it comes to, to influences on, on your set, obviously you kind of... You adapt yourself to whatever it is you're doing, don't you, really? My big influence was Dusty Springfield when I was younger, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because I read Tracy Thorne's book recently called um, Naked at the Albert Hall, which is a fabulous, I don't know if you've read it, fabulous book about singing and singers. And she said her favourite singer was Dusty Springfield. And I was very surprised by that. So, yeah, and I think you can hear it. Some Somebody's referred to that once in a, a tweet, something about me sounding, you know, you mm-hmm. could hear Springfield in there, so... <laughs> and that's obviously a, a massive compliment and one that is well deserved. But I mean, there's, there's yeah. comparisons to things like Dubstar as well in the uh, in, in, around this latest lot of work. I'm just so appreciative if anybody listens at all and um, and likes what likes what we do. I mean, I just think it's for me at my age. You know, it's a thrilling position to be in. Where I, t- I wouldn't I mean, normally dwell on someone's age, and I don't think that's a massive. I mean, particularly with music. When you, you if if you if you haven't even got a video or something, you, you just get get the voice, and it's the voice that matters, and that's the bit that really drives it. I mean, we've when we, when we listen to the, the the sort of music that you're bringing out, it is I mean, almost ethereal in in some ways, isn't it? The way that the that the sounds come together. Well, that's yeah, I, that's true. But the, you know, from from my perspective, I think it's I consider myself to be incredibly privileged. You know, uh, that somebody's writing stuff for me, and it's not just this. We've our son uh, Max Taylor is goes out, puts his material out under the name of Creepy Neighbor. And if you haven't come across any of it, have a listen. 
and he's he sings backing vocals with me on all the tribes of europe songs mm -hmm. and i sing backing vocals with him on his stuff as well and it's so it's a kind of a wonderful position i've found myself in and who would have thought you know it's it's lovely Right, so in which case, we've got to get him on uh, the show, maybe. Let's see if we saw something for next week. That'd be cool. But uh, so we, we can get the whole family in and, and, and listen to the, uh, <laughs> the music that yep. way. And, and again, it, it, he's got to listen to his mom and some of his influences, then I'd hope. But, yeah. Well, I don't think he has us yet, but, you know, <laughs> he, he's, uh, he's it's, it's just lovely for me to work with him. He's, he's brilliant, actually, mm -hmm. and it's lovely to be singing with him. He's a lovely singer. He doesn't really need anybody else, but he, it's fabulous for me to be able to sing with him. So we've got this single coming out, and uh, so Rosalind is out on the uh, the twentieth of August. And yeah. is is there a tour planned with the the current uh, work? How do you expect to uh, to be able to get out there and promote? Is that something you're looking forward to doing? Well, I mean, we there's no there's no reason why not. Chris plays bass, and he's a really really experienced bass player. Uh, um, Andy Gangadine's been doing the drums, who's yeah. really top whack drummer. He's a friend of Chris's. Whether or not he would be willing to do gigs, I don't really know, but I bet he would. <laughs> and I've done loads of gigs as well, Martin too. So I'm sure it's something we could do. We haven't, because of COVID, I mean, it, nobody's really known exactly how to kind of move forward with any of this. Mm -hmm. well, there was a possibility of a festival last year, but, but then it all went out the, the window. So uh, We'll we'll see. I mean, I don't see why not. You know. Well, we'll see what happens and comes from that. Uh, meanwhile, though, uh, the the back catalogue. Which bits uh, can we find out there, and how do we get hold of the single? Uh, well, there are. It's about, it'll be up on all social media platforms. I think you know all the kind of you know, all the the i the i uh, player and all the rest of it. Spotify. You can get them. You can if you want to actually buy there is there's vinyl versions a limited number now this this is the exciting part isn't it because it's something you can physically hold and that's the way we like our music yeah so martin martin you'd have to contact martin i think you could do it by band camp maybe mm -hmm. um how to get this to get the singles from him as i say a very limited number of them well the vinyl itself seven inch hand numbered so these are very very special so it's going to be worth getting a copy of this the digital release will be out there. Uh, at this point, we don't have a video to watch at the moment, but that I'm sure isn't too far away. But uh, there'll, be a, there'll be a lyric video, definitely. It's so nothing that, else. Yeah. And, and that, that that will be good. But uh, so this, what what's next? Are there, is there more in the pipeline in the near future? Well, yeah, Martin's written another song, I think, that he's itching to get started on. This one's taken quite a while to put together because my husband was, has been very busy. Mm -hmm. he, he does all the kind of mixing and, you know, pulling the track together and everything. So um, I've, so as soon as we've got this one released, I think we'll be, we'll be working on the next one that Martin's written already. So we're looking out for Tribes of Europe. We look for the name Barbara Stretch as well. We will find you that way. And uh, we can see all the work that you've done I'm hoping you've got a Wikipedia page. You certainly deserve one. <laughs> that would be really good, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, if, if not, we need some of the Barbara Stretch fan club to, to get the Wikipedia page <laughs> up and running so we can uh, document all that has gone on. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to ask your age because I think that's awfully rude when I do that to anybody. Because I'll, I'll go on, I'll go on. <laughs> no, go, well, OK, you, you, you've alluded to the fact that you, you feel you are a senior in years. I don't. How old are you? I'm 70. Blue neck, I wouldn't have guessed that either. But... I am. Do you see, this is the thing, and I think I'm really proud of that. I think that's great. It's a great thing that I'm in the position to be doing what I'm doing, you know.
Good for well, me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree, which means if you, when you finish, you've been doing this for five decades now, which is uh, that's, that's more than enough experience to stand you in good stead. And I think it shows, doesn't it, to be fair? <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I mean, it's, we're loving the sound. We're going to take a listen to Rosalind now. Uh, Tribes of Europe, Barbara Stretch, all of that. Check it out. You will enjoy it. And uh, it is going to be uh, a, a treat as uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can find you at some festivals uh, across 2022 at the very least. Thank you very much. That's lovely. Thank you.
reconnecting with their friends and family since lockdown has eased. And that can include food. Somebody who knows a thing or two about his food is Kem Setanay, who joins me now. Hello, sir. How are you? It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. And uh, we're celebrating on many fronts at the moment because uh, Xbox and Krispy Kreme got together to make it even easier to enjoy some brilliant food with our friends and family. They have. They've got me on board. No surprise because they know how much I love my food. Uh, to celebrate the Krispy Kreme and Xbox have collaborated with 20 years of Xbox and the Nexus level donut, which has been created just for this collab, which is available till the 22nd of August. So I will be in stores, uh, Edinburgh next Tuesday and Enfield in London next Thursday. So it'll be all over my socials. I can't wait, you know, I love food. So no surprise they've got the king of it in. It, does, I don't, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, we wouldn't have it any other way. But I mean, this donut itself is a work of art. It is worthy of any cookery class, isn't it? <laughs> It is, it is, especially, but I'm not a bad cook myself, so um, I'm not surprised. But yeah, they will be given a free game pass for every dozen purchase as well, and a chance to win the Xbox Series S console. So make sure you uh, make sure you sign in as well, because you might win it. You might, you got to be in it to win it, mate. It is possible. But I mean, this takes the theme of Xbox and turns it into donut form because you've got your yeah. standard donut, you've got a brownie batter in there, then it's iced in green with the Xbox logo on the top. I mean, uh, uh, eating logos, there's a thing. What more do you want? You know, I was thinking I might just leave it in my room just to <laughs> take selfies with it. I might have it. Who knows? <laughs> this is, I mean, so, social media star, and I mean, the amount of stuff that you get involved with, I mean, you, you've done a fair amount of reality stuff from yeah, the likes of Love Island through, uh, through a bit of cooking too. I mean, a restaurant co-founder as well. I mean, is this the sort of delicacy you'd like to be serving if they hadn't got there first? Yeah, well, it depends. I need to talk to Krispy Kreme, see what deal we can do, see if they'll put it in the restaurant. I know they can be tough, they can be tough with me sometimes, so we'll see. But um, no, do you know what? Uh, I'm just newly a restaurant owner myself, and I'm, I'm still learning the ropes and and trying to figure out how it works for me, but I'm loving it. And, you know, I think the most important thing is, is that I come from such a food background, you know, from a Turkish family. We're so used to sharing. And you know, like I said before, we, we, there'll never be food on the table on individual plates. We're always sharing. That's just how we are. So uh, <laughs> it suits perfectly with me. But I mean, the donut is a great thing. I say, I have to admit, I don't normally share my Krispy Kreme. I, I once <laughs> accidentally bought an entire dozen due to a, a language problem whilst I was in Saudi Arabia. And uh, I, I had a, a nice, enjoyable evening eating the, the entire box in my hotel room that night. But I mean, these, I mean, it is a, a bit of fun, this one. And it is great to be celebrating 20 years of Xbox. I mean, are you a gamer as well as everything else you get up to? I, I am. I'm not going to lie. I think uh, lockdown made me realise that I still am. I, I hadn't played in a long time. And then when we was all stuck indoors, I had my headset on every night. My mum said to me, Kim, it's like I'm having a flashback of six, <laughs> seven years ago, screaming at the TV. Uh, I can't help it. I'm, I'm just a competitive guy in whatever, whatever I do. It could be playing Xbox or it could be daring my mate for a race down the road. Whatever it is, I just can't help myself. But... Uh, but that's just how I am. You're still racing your mates down the road, basically. I can't right? help it. If they say to me they're faster than me, I will pull them out for a race. That doesn't. I could be 60 years old, I'll still do it. <laughs> and uh, obviously, the, the Love Island thing was a little while ago now, but it's, it's a whole experience. What have you thought of the latest batch who are enjoying themselves in the sun? Yeah, I, do you know what? I love the show. I couldn't not love it uh, being, being from it myself. And every year is different. And I think just the most important thing about it people need to just realise that it is just young people just having a laugh and to yeah. not sometimes take it too seriously, you know. They're just they're just doing their best. They're not actors and they're not they're not trained. They're just they're just having a laugh. 
And uh, when it comes down to uh, maybe getting the, the gang together for a donut, I mean, do you meet up with any of your year for a Krispy Kreme in a, in a cup? Uh, oh, you know, funny enough, um, I was born in North London with Breen, and I remember when Chris first come to London to see me after the show, I remember we was driving past and I took him because I said, have you ever seen that they actually make them in there? And he couldn't believe it. And I took him into the store and he was watching him get, it was like, you know, when you see like a four-year-old first time they've seen something, you just <laughs> you know, you couldn't believe it. And, and, and we've got the Xbox donut. What would you create if it came to donut form? Then how would you show your love to your friends and family? Maybe I'd just put a donut with my face on it. What more do they want? You know so, what but what filling would you have? Oh, me? Oh, always strawberry. Strawberry or chocolate? I'm not sure. Maybe I'm a not... mix of strawberry and chocolate. That could work. Maybe the both. Maybe the both. Bit of both. So give us all the details of where we can find out about the Krispy Kreme competition and you could be a winner and taking away that Xbox uh, as well. Yeah, of course. You can find all the details on my socials as well as uh, Krispy Kremes at Krispy Kreme UK and at Xbox UK. But I will be posting a lot of it on my socials in the up and coming week. So, yeah, it's exciting. And I will be visiting stores. So I'll be meeting the people in Edinburgh and my local one in Enfield. So I'm looking forward to it. So you literally did either end of the country, you're going to be... Yeah, uh, basically, I'm travelling. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going all over, mate. They're uh, all over. And, uh, I mean, the donut we're looking out for, what's the name of that one again? The donut we're looking out for is the Nexus Level Donut, and it has been created specially to mark 20 years of Xbox. So I will be celebrating that in store in, uh, in the next week. Can't wait. That's the way to do it. Well, it's going to be absolutely brilliant fun. Check out the Krispy Kreme competition. And, of course, get your friends and family together for a donut, even if you want to do it outside in the garden in a relaxed way. We've got the weather for it just at the moment. And uh, in, enjoy uh, the, the, the joys of, of, of some family time. And uh, you appreciate that, don't you, mate? I love a bit of family time. Most important thing to me. So, uh, so yeah, can't wait. Well, good luck with the restaurant and uh, getting that Krispy Kreme deal for dessert. <laughs> They'll be look good on the sweet trolley. And uh, we look forward to seeing more of you on the TV in the near future. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers. For a good couple of decades, Gareth and Haley have been entertaining the masses with their amazing singing ability. It runs in the family. They are brother and sister. Half of that duo joins me now to tell me more. Gareth, how are you doing, mate? Good, thank you very much, yeah. <laughs> well, good to have you along. So, obviously, uh, you've with, with a sibling, you've got a ready-made singing partner and uh, you've been performing since you were kids, haven't you? Yeah, that's correct, yeah, yeah. Many, many years now. <laughs> Give us all the history then. How did it all start? I come from a musical family. My, my, my granddad um, used to play a lot of live music and sing. Um, my uncle was a singer. Uh, my other uncle was part of a band. Um, back in the 70s. Um, so obviously I grew up in a musical family. Um, I started singing probably the age of you know, 10, possibly <laughs> younger, starting off doing um, you know, star searches and things like that at a young age. Um, started singing um, on my own at the age of about 15. Um, and then in 1998, uh, my sister came along and we teamed up as a duo and started going out as Gareth and Ailey. Well, I think I know, you, you missed the award, award-winning duo. You have been amazing people, not only at the gigs and events, but also your industry peers as well, who've been uh, shiving these accolades on you for, for this time too. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, we've been really fortunate, really lucky. You know, I'd, I'd like to think I'm any better than, than Moriah.
I mean, I, we've, we've been really fortunate and blessed, you know, you know so I can't really complain. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm based out of Wolverhampton and uh, yeah, singing up and down the country and had some amazing gigs uh, I was on. One of the most amazing ones must have been uh, the uh, time you spent with the late, great Joe Longthorne uh, back in 2019. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. It was, a, it was a lovely, a lovely evening. Obviously, it was... Um, a big thing to myself, obviously, performing with Joe. I grew up listening to, like, you know, Gene Pickney, Tom Jones, Joe Longthorne, and obviously based a lot of my musical, uh, you know, my songs on that, that musical era a lot, really. So um, to perform with him and to ask, ask to be performed, to perform with him was, like, obviously a massive thing for myself. Um, and obviously, um, with it being not, not long after Joe passed away after doing the gig as well, it was special, really. Like, you know, it's like a moment in time I won't forget, really. Like, and his mm-hmm. fans were great, they really you know come up and obviously prize myself up as well on the evening so it was lovely it was just like something I'll always remember um he's a lovely guy I had an absolutely massive following Joe um and obviously you know he's a credit to, to the music industry really what he's done you know he'll always live on in his memory really like you know Mm-hmm, absolutely. And the music that you and Hayley are performing, it sort of goes from our 50s through to modern day. So, I mean, you've got a quite one, one, one huge repertoire there, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, you see it on the website. Yeah, we do a mixture of stuff. I mean, obviously, Jason, with, with, with the club land itself now, I mean, it's... Um, it's just such a big age span. I mean, obviously, you've got like younger people in there going right the way back to people in, you know, the, the, the 80s and, and 90s in Clubland. So, obviously, we've always tried to do a variety and do something for everyone, really, like, you know. But, yeah, we've got to do a quite a big selection. So, yeah. <laughs> and you're playing all sorts of venues as well. I mean, everything from some of the, the holiday camp circuit through to uh, yeah, the, the, the clubs. And those clubs that we still have. So, it's been a, a horrendous year. Understandably, we've not been able to get together the, the way we would normally do. And this is obviously meant that you, you probably were very, very eager to get back out and about as soon as you could. Yeah, it's um, it's been, uh, you know, obviously I'm fully aware that there's, there's a, a bigger picture. There's been people ill and, and obviously passing away and stuff like that. So obviously, you know, th- there is a bigger picture. I, I just obviously I want everybody back to normality and healthy and everything. You know, this can, something that can be put right in time and, and things are sort of slowly going back to normality again. Now. So... At the end of the day, like I'm just, I'm just grateful that myself, my family, all my friends, and my family are sort of healthy, really. And you've got to like put things in, into perspective. But it, it has been a, a really difficult year and a half, really. Obviously, not just financially, but you know, I enjoy being out there. It's not always about the money for myself. I, I love being up on stage, and I know my sister does as well. She, we love the buzz of being up there, and we're really, really fortunate and lucky, you know, to do that. And we have really, really missed it, like you know, missed seeing people out like obviously from the clubs and, and obviously the venues and stuff it has it's been difficult but you know I'll say we are glad to be back now like really are yeah onwards and upwards and uh as you say you, you've got so much experience uh with everything that you've done you're ready to to work a room as soon as you get booked I mean so it's, it's been quite uh, manic since you've been back I know you've been working hard uh is there any public events we can go to at the moment in the near future we're all over the shop really yeah um, I mean obviously a lot of our work is sort of club land and obviously the last few years since I've had children as well obviously I've tried to you know stay local if possible because before I had my kids I was week and up in Burnley and Blackpool the next week so it was like the length and breadth of the country but now I've got little ones I'll, I'll try if I can to keep it more local but we're all over the shop really like and uh, you know it's um, mainly club land and, and cabaret and that type of thing at the minute. So we'll be able to uh, see you performing as a, as a venue not too far away from us in the not too distant future. You've got a website with all the details on haven't you? Yeah we have yeah it's 
www.garethandhiley.com. You can uh, read up all about us and pictures and videos and some music on there. There's also bits for um, my tribute work to Jane Pitney and stuff on there. Uh, you know, there's, there's lots of different stuff. So if you want to take a look, that'd be brilliant. Check it out. We're going to take a listen to a track now. What have you got for us? There's a couple of tracks I sent over. There's, um, we do a lot of Motown in our show. Um, I'm a massive, you know, Tamla Motown fan. I love, I love soul, that era. Um, there's obviously a duet uh, called uh, Two Can Have a Party. And uh, there's also a, a solo track on there, uh, which was uh, my late mum's uh, favourite song, which was A Place in the Sun. Uh, which was a big hit for Stevie Wonder many, many years ago. Well, we'll take a listen to your work and Hayley's work. But for now, Gareth, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Jason. Have a good day. Who needs a nerd or a paddock mark? Who needs a record's turned out loud? Oh, yeah, too. We too can have a pile I can know 
get weary from the Lord. Moving There's a blessing in the sun Where there's hope for everyone Where my poor restless hearts gather around Don't you know there's a blessing in the sun And before my life is done Come now find me a blessing in the The times when you're bad and times when you're sad. Always remember, don't you know? There's a blessing in the sun. With this hope for everyone. When my whole restless heart's gone around. There's a blessing in the sun. And There are many strings to the bow of Compton Care. One of them is the Living Well Service. Marie White is part of the team down there and joins you now to tell us more. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So, first of all, tell us a bit about your role, because you're a sister, but also a team leader. Yeah, so I'm the sister and team leader from the Living Well Service at Compton. So, Living Well doesn't always sort of go in line with, with hospice care, doesn't make sense. But what we do is we look after the patient's that are at the beginning of their palliative journey. So, you know, patients might have some symptom control issues, they might have some social psychological support needs. So we bring them in under our umbrella. Um, we run an education program for them in regard to living well and how we can give, teach them coping strategies to improve their quality of life. Um, we give them peer support groups, we have diversional groups and we do various education and social support groups along the line. So patients might come in for clinical needs, they might come in for line care, for bloods, um, for wound care um, and then they would maybe then come along to the Compton Cafe which is a peer support group or they might then attend some of our education sessions. It's really a very bespoke service and Patients can, once they're under my umbrella, they can come and go as they want. And we also support the carers as well. So we can support the carers with some moving and handling sessions, with some skin care sessions, with general sort of psychological support, we can refer them to our counsellors. So there's a huge package that we offer, and I can only do that with the support of amazing volunteers and my healthcare assistants that help me run this service. 
and there's, there's all sorts of things that you actually do surrounding this service as well. And one of the most exciting ones, on top of all of the you know, the, the general day-to-day -day essential stuff, is the virtual reality side of it. So explain a bit more about what's going on there. Have you got patients with headsets on? Some. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the virtual reality is. I'm not. I'm not a computer geek, so I'm not completely up on this. Um, but you know, the virtual reality reality has been amazing. The staff have all played with it. They absolutely love it. So what we're trying to do is um, to bring that technology to people that are able. So obviously, there's certain clients that it wouldn't be appropriate for. Mm -hmm. But for those patients that maybe need some distraction therapy, you know, they've come here. Um, they're just in a bad place, you know, whether it be psychologically, um, whether it be that they just, they're bored, you know, it could be anything. Um, <laughs> we can support them, but also for people with pain control. And, and this is where we've seen the most amazing results. So we have had um, the virtual reality set now for a little while, pre-COVID, but obviously with COVID, we, we've not been able to use it as we'd have liked to have done. Mm -hmm. So we've started utilising it. We've got various programs on there. Um, it was initially um, developed from St. Giles Hospice, the, the pro one of the programs called the Forest of Serenity. Yeah. Um, and it was narrated, narrated by David Attenborough. So you can imagine that sort of his voice and that calming effect. The patients can go into different um, activities, whether they um, want relaxation or stimulation. So I know there's like a dinosaur one, I wouldn't really want to go there, but <laughs> it depends what you're looking for. Um, or you could go to the beach and relax. So the principle is that um, I think our biggest impact has been the patients with pain. So we had a patient who had total pain. Total pain is when, you know, as much as we treat medically, because there's so many sort of social and psychological issues going on around that patient, we can't even tap into that pain to help reduce it. So we tried this on a patient that we were desperate to support. And we tried diversional therapy. Um, we tried all the sort of medicinal routes. Um, and nothing was working. And her pain scores were frequently sort of 10s out of 10s, 9s out of 10s. And we weren't improving. So with the VR, we, we took that to her room. So she was actually here then as an inpatient. We can also do this um, in living well, just as you know, an outpatient appointment. Um, the, our diversional therapist went in, started the, um, the VR session with her, and her pain score literally went from nine to zero. She actually fell asleep while she had the VR on. Mm -hmm. So for somebody that's in that acute distress, psychologically, socially, that acute pain, to be able to relax so much that it brought her completely down to the point that my colleague just sat with her while she slept and she'd kept her hand on her arm so she knew someone was there. Yeah. Gone. Just amazing. And, and that pain control, you know, lasts for a period after that therapy's finished. So, and, and the theory is that the more you do that therapy, potentially the more they can take themselves back to those places. And then when that pain comes on, they can start remembering what they were seeing previously, what they're experiencing previously to bring their pain control back to where they need to have it. Well, that sounds like an amazing way of uh, yeah, approaching something. And obviously the fewer drugs that you're able to take as well that can make a, a massive difference to the way someone feels generally too. So yeah. there's, there's much more to it 
than just uh, yeah at that time of relaxation. It is a, a much bigger picture, and it is the big picture that the Living Well team always look at, isn't it? It is. It is. I think you know when I first came here four years ago, I was overwhelmed really with the um, the holistic nature of the care. You know, people talk about holistic care. I, I hadn't really experienced it throughout my national health service working career in the acute trust in the community. You do your best, but you're very much isolated services supporting a patient. When I came here within a week, I was actually tearful at the impact that these patients have, you know, whether it be social support, spiritual support, you know, the, the medical support we've got on hand, the clinical support, the healthcare, the volunteers, spiritual is, is all there, literally all there. We're supporting the patient and their family. So, you know, we've got the family that we depend on to support this patient, but actually their need is all, almost equivalent sometimes to the patient need in regard to support. Mm -hmm. so being able to support them as one entity and allow that patient to feel safe and cared for at home is just amazing. Well, where can we find out more about what the Living Well team are doing and how they, you're making a difference as part of the, the big organisation that is Compton Care? Yeah, so as an, as an organisation, um, we're very busy with our changes. So we are looking at, we've got our rapid response team in regard to the community. We've got our community support nurses that are out there visiting patients in their home. They're looking at sort of symptom control and support for those patients that are referred into Compton. Obviously, we've got our inpatient unit and they're taking patients for symptom control, for end of life care, as you would expect, that's the, you know obviously the most sort of stable um, thing that hospices are known for. But also um, for respite when it's appropriate, um, that's looked on a sort of uh, needs basis really. And we've also got our lymphedema team, our bereavement support teams, all there supporting families, patients, um, and, and the wider community. So I think that you know the the, the thing we're trying to get across is. Palliative care is not about just end-of-life care. There is a huge amount of support we can put in to that palliative journey to enable people to have a much better quality of life, whether it be the family, the carer, the patient. So you can see all this through the Compton website, comptoncare.org.uk, and uh, follow the links to Living Well. And of course, any support that you give gets used in the ways in which is needed by Compton Care, and the Living Well team are a massive part of that. Off for now, Marie White, thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for your time. Well, that's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Back with episode 635 next week. I'll see you then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.